In his writings, No Mud, No Lotus, the great Buddhist thinker Thich Nhat Hanh says, suffering and happiness are not separate. Every generation faces its challenges, just as every human being faces theirs. This is a universal theme that is feeling particularly resonant right now. And so today, we're going to be exploring what it means to make space for the joy and the pain. Welcome to the Henny Flynn podcast, a space for deepening your self-awareness with profound self-compassion. I'm Henny. I write, coach and speak about how exploring our inner world can transform how we experience our outer world, all founded on a bedrock of self-love. Settle in and listen and see where the episode takes you. been gone longer than intended this time round. I think the gap has probably been a good couple of months, partly because of work, partly because of holiday and partly because of illness. And so it's lovely to be back here. I'm going to cough, I'm afraid. (coughs) It is lovely to be back here and I am really grateful Um, to have this space to connect with you and to share and it's a slightly different vibe from um, what I had been intending um, today to be about. I was going to um, talk to you about a wonderful event that I held in September with a couple of other incredible teachers which was all about being in our body and there was a lightness and there was a joy to all of that. Um, But for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to be the thing that I want to talk about today. So, hey, here we are making space for the joy and the pain. And this idea feels so resonant right now for many obvious reasons. Back at the beginning of lockdown, when I first started this podcast, um, and here we are, nearly 20,000 downloads later, feels quite astonishing, um, it felt vitally important to create spaces where we could connect, feel safe, be. You know, I definitely wasn't the only one who um, set up a podcast or who um, ran online events um, as a way of connecting with others. And I suppose we all hoped that with the end of that time, um, our ability to connect would only increase. But we can see so many examples around the world where there is dissonance and separation. And so this need to acknowledge and to create space where we can connect with each other feels even more resonant, even more important. And I think this whole idea of making space for the joy and the pain um, becomes vital. Being able to have room for it all can feel really overwhelming at times and the risk is that we block one out entirely. And whichever one that is will depend on our conditioning. 
So this idea of making space for the joy and the pain is something that I've been learning to practice for a while. And it became particularly present about 18 months ago, I think, when I took myself, um, maybe even slightly longer um, time, it's a very uh, elastic thing, isn't it? Um, But I took myself through a therapeutic process under the guidance of an amazing woman, exploring some aspects of my own life experience and deepening my awareness of what continues to influence the way that I respond to the world. And it was a wonderful process um, that helped me understand this balance, uh, this interplay between joy and pain. And this idea was also a theme that came through for me from exploring image work across the year of my diploma studies. So when themes emerge and appear in different parts of our lives, it's generally interesting to listen and to see what's asking to be understood. And so I've learned to listen when something is asking for attention. And this idea of making room for the joy and the pain was definitely present. So what does it actually mean? I'm I'm sure you're already forming your own sense of that, of what it means for you. Um, So what I'll do is talk us through a couple of scenarios that may resonate with you or a couple of um, uh, approaches that may resonate with you. And as I said before, really, which one feels a little bit more, a little bit closer to us will depend on our conditioning. So scenario one is that often we repress pain. You know, humans are hardwired to avoid and escape pain. You know, it's a survival mechanism that makes an awful lot of sense. But it applies equally to physical pain as to emotional pain. And because we don't like the feelings that pain brings, we shove it down, we push it away. We ignore our emotional wounds, hoping that they'll heal on their own. And we can find that we rarely make room for our pain within ourselves. We don't honour it or respect it, perhaps feeling ashamed of it or afraid of it. But of course, what we resist persists. By pushing against something, we create tension a pressure between two equal and opposing forces, the pain asking to be felt and the desperate desire to not feel the pain. And then we have scenario two. Because of course, we might get so used to the feeling of pain that joy never gets a look in. Losing connection with the lightness of that free inner child Forgetting the joy of the simple things like autumn leaves, rainbows, deep belly laughter. We might resist feeling joy because we're so worried about what might happen if we take our attention away from the pain, that maybe the pain will get so great it will consume us. And we can also feel ashamed at feeling joy too. Um, You know, perhaps feeling as though if we feel joy, then we're not 
giving the pain its due attention. Maybe some of this feels familiar for you. Um, Scenario one was definitely a very familiar experience for me. I always wanted things to be okay. I'd put on a bright smile and stiffen my upper lip, thinking I was dealing with things. So these are patterns learnt in childhood, not necessarily in the direst of conditions. Simply being a child, making sense of an adult world, using the only resources they have. The challenge is that as we mature, we carry the same strategies within us and we keep deploying them. So in either of these scenarios, we need to find the way to rebalance. And it's not about abandoning pain, shunning it, fixing it, removing it. It's about turning toward it accepting it, allowing it, acknowledging it, and learning there is room within us for it. In the Hakaritama tradition in Colombia, Akua is the sacred spirit of pain. Their grandmothers teach that when people try to push Akua away, they are wasting their energy. Akua remains. They are an entity. And the question the grandmothers ask is not how to get rid of your pain. They ask, where is your happiness? How can you invite your happiness in? And they say that this is how to balance the spirit of Akua. I love this. It fits so beautifully with my own innate sense of there being room within me for my joy and for my pain and my sense is that there is room within each of us for joy and pain. And first we need to understand both and see what each needs of us in order for us to be able to hold them both gently within, not suppressing or denying or elaborating either of them. And for me, I had to learn to allow my pain, to embrace it, to not fear it or be ashamed of it. This isn't a quick flick of a magic wand. It takes time and patience and trust. And it takes a willingness to feel the pain in its wholeness and know it won't subsume you. To go gently and tenderly, always listening deeply. For you, that may resonate too. Or it may be you sense it is time to allow the joy in without fear or shame to go gently and tenderly and honestly. This is not a quick flick of a magic wand either. It's a process that demands time and attention and a willingness to care deeply for your whole self. I think this is incredibly beautiful work. I think this is one of the most important things that we can do to support ourselves if we feel that there is this imbalance, this desire to shun pain and 
only look to the joy or this desire to shun joy and only look to the pain. Finding a way to create balance, which doesn't mean things being um, stuck in a rigid place where nothing ever moves. Balance is is a verb, not a noun, as uh, my dear friend Susan often says, Susan Tully, who's um, McCully, rather, who's often a guest on this programme. Um, you know, balance is a verb, not a noun. And what we're talking about here is understanding, learning our own innate, personal, private way of creating that skillful balance where we are holding space and acknowledging and allowing our own painful experiences and allowing ourselves to feel the pain that we observe in the outer world too without it becoming something that consumes us and equally to be able to hold space and acknowledge the joy in life as well and not feel as though that's something that we need to shun in the face of all the pain. I think this is incredibly beautiful work as I said and a a few minutes after writing this piece I came across a teaching from Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, the universe doing her very beautiful thing and it was an article, No Mud, No Lotus. Suffering and happiness are not separate, Thich Nhat Hanh writes. He continues, when we suffer We tend to think that suffering is all there is at that moment and happiness belongs to some other place or time. People often ask, why do I have to suffer? Thinking we should be able to have a life without any suffering is as deluded as thinking we should be able to have a left side without a right side. The same is true of thinking we have a life in which no happiness whatsoever is to be found. If the left says, right, you have to go away, I don't want you. I only want the left. That's nonsense, because then the left would have to stop existing as well. If there is no right, then there is no left. Where there is no suffering, there can be no happiness either, and vice versa. If we can learn to see and skillfully engage with both the presence of happiness and the presence of suffering, we will go in the direction of enjoying life more. Every day, we go a little further in that direction, and eventually we realise that suffering and happiness are not two separate things. Some say that suffering is only an illusion, or that to live wisely we have to transcend both suffering and joy. I say the opposite. It's such a beautiful piece of writing, and I'm going to share the link to the full article in the show notes for you as well. I know right now, and in fact, to be honest, at any time of any century, we can look around us and see that there is great suffering and there is great pain. Right now, it feels um, particularly resonant with everything that is going on. And it is hard for us to accommodate the pain that we see and the pain that we feel with the idea that there is also joy in the world too. I think the writings and the teachings of Thich Nhat Hanh 
show us that they are not separate. And actually the work of compassion is to be able to see pain, to be drawn to help resolve it in some way, but not to be so consumed by it that we can't feel the joy too. I hope this resonates with you in some way. I realise it's um, it's quite a big and deep topic <laughs> to have begun this season of the podcast, but you know, these are big and deep times perhaps. So I am sending you so much love. It is really lovely to be back and I would love to hear your reflections on this idea of making space for joy and pain. And I know there is so much more that could be said on it. Um, you know, there's a lot of neuroscience out there around how um, our brains are wired for um, avoidance of pain and the seeking of comfort. Um, and, you know, there's lots of uh, mindfulness teachings out there too. So, uh, maybe there's something that you've read or, or been thinking about that uh, relates to this for yourself too. I think ultimately the most useful thing as well is to look to our own experience and to see, you know, which way do you tend to lean? Um, it was curious for me when I realised how much I had avoided looking at difficult things. And... Um, you know, on some level, I was very good at it. But when it got a little bit deeper, that felt more tricky for me. And so this has been a really, really useful exercise for me personally. And maybe it's something you'll find useful too. And if it's something that you find difficult, then reach out, get some support. It's the sort of thing I'd be very comfortable and very happy to talk to you about. And maybe I'm the right person to work with you. Uh, or maybe there's another therapist or, or guide coach who would be really good for you to work with so um, if that resonates then you know where I am and please do also join the mailing list as well just message me henny at hennyflynn.co.uk or you can join it on the website hennyflynn.co.uk and you'll get future episodes of the podcast straight to your inbox and also occasional other thoughts. And you'll hear about events that I'm doing. I've got a couple of things planned um, coming up for the end of the year. You can hear Ronnie giving himself a good scratch and somebody drilling outside. It's all going off now. Um, anyway, I'm going to go now before everything gets really, really noisy. <laughs> all right. So much love. Take care, my darlings. And I send you a hug and a wave. As I was editing this episode, um, not much editing, as you can probably tell by my cough and the uh, sound of the drill in the background earlier, but anyway, um, I was reminded of one of the poems in My Darling Girl in volume two, and it speaks to um, this question or this uh, invitation to us all to make space for the joy and the pain and I thought I would share it with you now. My darling girl, you ask me, is it okay to love what you do? 
Is it okay to love how you feel? Is it okay to love where you live? Is it okay to love who you love? Is it okay to be who you are? Is it okay to feel, to think, to be, to do, to say, to see, to cry, to laugh, to live, to breathe? Is it okay? And I say, yes, my love, it is all okay. <laughs>